0: One, the national champion is
1: clad in big orange. Alabama does it, national championship number 18, 13 in all, absolute perfection.
2: It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Colley and friends, talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready
3: for this?
4: Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by our good friend Greg and Coach Mike on the board. And it is Thursday, June 8th. We've got the Preakness coming up. I mean, excuse me, the Belmont, the third leg of Triple this, Crown, this which
2: is a long one,
4: coming up on Saturday. This is the mile and a half, I believe, this is
2: the long race.
4: Um, and uh, so we'll see what turns out there. There is no, no chance of a Triple Crown winner uh, this go round. So we'll see what happens on Saturday evening. And that post time for that race, the Belmont Stakes, should be. Like most of them, are right around between, I'd say a little bit before six o'clock Central Time. Um, what else we have going on? We've got we've got the Vols uh, baseball about to start their Super Regional
2: with with the year that they started with to be to be the only surviving team in Tennessee in base in college baseball so far. It's That's pretty incredible. It, yes, it is incredible. So. Uh, and and, and and congratulations to them. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of a Tennessee fan. I'm glad to see them getting there.
4: And Greg, they're going to Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg. Southern Mississippi,
2: a hot place.
4: And so, the, <laughs> a hot place
2: has
0: been. And everyone was saying it was going to rain every day, just like Tennessee weather. It rains somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in somewhere Tennessee, every yeah, every day. Yeah. So get said if you're going maybe for a rain delay or whatever. It's
2: going to take probably take them four days to play two. Um <laughs> yeah.
4: So they're going to play they're going to set down to Southern Mist in Hattiesburg Brett Favre country. And uh now these super regions how are they set up? Is it is it how many games are they are they going to go Will they end up best playing Best two out of 3. Yeah, oh, it's best, just the best two right. out of 3.
2: Yeah, it's best two out of 3 head to head Friday,
4: Saturday and Sunday
2: probably. Yeah.
4: Is yeah. Is how that's going to work. So they, they uh, they crank up tomorrow uh, for yeah, the Super regional. They're down
2: to the Sweet 16 as far as using other uh, tournament terminology now.
4: Okay. So um, got
2: uh, eight Super Regionals being played around the country.
4: Yes, and those eight Super Regionals, if I could run those up, pull them up real quick. Uh, my boys, Alabama, uh, have the luxury of going to Wake Forest and, and – Greg, according to you, nobody wants nobody wants to play Alabama right now.
0: I wouldn't want to. I mean, after that scandal they had with the coach got fired for gambling and his, all that type of his stuff. His guys, they have put it missed, together. They haven't missed a beat since. And I'm since, gonna watch it's, it.
2: it. It's, it's kind of like where you know they, they walked into the bar and they put their backs to each other and said, "Okay, you know it's the world against us. Let's see what happens." And uh, they've come out.
4: Well, the the 16th
0: seed, Alabama, has to go to Wake Forest and play the number one seed, Demon Deacons. Um, And and basically, if you're a college baseball fan, they've made that the first game, 11 our time, 12 Eastern time on ESPN. For Tennessee? No, for uh, Alabama, Wake Forest.
4: Okay, okay. Yeah, and and it shows right here, game one is Saturday, and then Sunday, and then Monday. For Tennessee.
0: No, this shows for Alabama. Really, yeah, so, yeah. So, Alabama starts on Saturday. So, Friday.
4: so I, I stand corrected. I assume all the super regionals are starting on Saturday. Then no, Some of no,
2: them correct. start on Friday, and some of them start. On Saturday. I've got sure so Stanford, sure Texas
0: on Friday. You got Duke at number seven, Virginia, twelve okay. noon Eastern on I ESPN. Number fourteen, Indiana State at TCU, who beat Arkansas okay. by a long shot. I mean, beat them like crazy. That's at five o'clock Eastern. South Carolina at Florida, 6 o'clock Eastern, ESPN 2. And Oral Roberts at Oregon, who beat Vanderbilt at e, uh, ESPNU, 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Okay, so half the Super Regionals are starting on Friday. Half the Super Regionals are starting on, right.
4: start on, start on Saturday. Right. That's how that goes. So, and like Greg was saying, Stanford uh, is going to play Texas in Palo Alto, California. And number five LSU will play Kentucky, so there will be two SEC teams that will cancel each other out, uh, going heading into the College World Men's College World Series.
0: Um, you know, Kentucky number twelve nationally ranked, but their RPI at one point was like four, three or four. I mean, it was unbelievable. So for Kentucky, they're, so they're that, kind of yeah.
2: team that sneaks up on people. You 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 don't hear a lot about no. them on the media. You don't hear a lot about them on TV and stuff like that. But they're then you turn around, and, man, they're beating people. <laughs>
0: well,
4: they're going to play. They have to go to Baton Rouge to play number five LSU this weekend. Uh, that that's a,
2: a series of the blue, that starts one of the baseball on, blue bloods starts on Saturday.
4: Um, like I said, Southern Miss is at uh, – and Tennessee is is in Southern Miss at Hat in Hattiesburg starts Saturday at three p.m. on ESPNU for all you Vol fans out there and Southern Miss fans. Um, number two, Florida um, is playing number 15, South Carolina. So there's another SEC yeah. team that's going to cancel each other out. But I haven't looked at it all, Greg, but it's a possibility we might have – we're going to have th- three or four SEC teams in Out of in the this, final eight, yeah. Out of the final
2: well, eight.
0: It's a possibility. Well, are uh, guaranteed too.
4: Yeah, well, with LSU, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina,
2: yeah, you guaranteed two are going to the and the then World Alabama
4: series. and Tennessee are playing. They might,
2: they could get into could get in. So there's that would four. four. That'd be half of the team. Half of the teams in the College World Series uh, could be SEC. Team. That'd be crazy. In
4: Charlottesville, Virginia, Bam. number seven uh, seated Virginia will take on Duke, um, and that series starts Friday. Oregon versus Aura Roberts, and that series starts Friday. Let me, let Indiana me. State versus TCU, and I think that might have been the biggest kind of odd upset yeah. re, super regional because I don't know if either one of those teams uh, – no, TCU. Well, TCU especially at number strong. four. Well, that's going to be yeah. at Fort Worth, Texas. So, Indiana he, State, even though it's a higher seed,
0: is not hosting that region. And TCU beat Arkansas like a drum. I mean, it was like 12-4, to 12-5, somewhere in there. Yeah. And they were hot. And they were at Arkansas during that time where they had to win there. I mean, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. But I got I to put a salute out to Todd Walker. Who is on, Todd Walker on the, now? on the SEC Network. Okay. He played for LSU. But about two weeks ago, he put a board up, and he went top five SEC baseball teams. That he thought had a better chance to go to the World Series. Don't tell me he's picked all of them. And he picked Tennessee. The team had Arkansas like third and LSU like second. Okay, but he had Tennessee. The team, but he had the thing about it was Arkansas was doing so well. They had, they were they were ranked nationally like in the top five, and. They got drummed and got knocked out.
4: Well, that's and, and, and the, you, know, you know it's the thing about baseball though I mean, baseball, you know you get a few breaks here and there during the game of a, an error or two and you you get a little momentum. you get a pitcher that's that might have pitched the best game he's pitched all year against Arkansas. you know what yeah, I mean and that's yeah. and that's and, and that that's you get what a happens
2: that's hot and that happens a lot and or you get a team that's hot hitting the bat and you know they go up against a a team, you know, I watched it several times uh, through the college world series. Growing up in Oklahoma, we were big Oklahoma State and OU fans, and you'd see Oklahoma State go in the first game of the first game of the regional, get beat seventeen to one, and then they turn around and end up winning the regional by going through the losers bracket, and they're winning games six to four, six to five, so right, it, But right. they blew that first game, and. Just the pitching went off. You know, the pitching was just a little bit off. You got, Sometimes you get an umpire that's got a little tighter zone than the others, um, and, and so a pitcher doesn't adjust to it in time. There's all kinds of factors uh, that, that, that weigh into it. But uh, momentum is a huge factor in college baseball.
4: Well, you Tennessee fans, mark it down. Saturday 3, it might be a 2 o'clock start. I'm looking at USA Today. 2 o'clock start on ESPNU against Southern Miss. um, And then Sunday will be determined later. And then Monday if necessary. Uh, for the best two out of three Seriously.
2: and uh, Tennessee fans are probably are not probably they are they're hoping for a repeat of the Ole Miss story from last year. You the know, last kind of old, the, kind Ole of Miss the, comes in, and there you are, the last team to qualify for the NCAA yeah. playoffs, and what the <laughs> last team, and they march all the way through, yeah. go through all the regionals, go through you know the the regionals, super regionals, and end up winning, end up winning the national championship. Go. So you know, it's not, it's very very. Well, within the realm of possibility, and Tennessee is getting hot at the right time.
4: Well, game two tonight of the Women's College World Series, game two of the that's two out of three finals. All uh, right, that's what yeah. that's how they do that. And the women's just yeah. like who, the men's. who won the
2: first game because I didn't.
4: Oklahoma won okay. five to nothing five. over okay. Florida State and last
2: night. They are the juggernaut of college. Well, they've won fifty. They've
4: 52 won fifty-two, 52 wins,
2: fifty-two straight games, and they've
4: got game two tonight against Florida State, and they can go on and win fifty, be perfect, fifty-three, 53. and zero. And be the women college they, world they, series champion. They are
2: an amazingly tough team. Uh, to power, di- power all up and down the line.
4: To the disdain of some of our friends,
2: and, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, and Greg, you know, Greg, Greg
4: here in the studio, and, and he's a, he's, there's no qualms about it. He's a, he's a Vol fan, and he just can't understand why they're allowing these. Uh, uh, is it one certain pitcher or every pitcher for Oklahoma
0: that is. That I don't know that it was that ninety eight. He was pitching. Yeah, last it's, night,
2: it's so. their main. She's their ace. She's their okay. She's their their ace, ace and was pitches most of the time. Of course, was, in college they 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 rotate pitchers a lot. But
4: so geez. there's a big so anybody that watches women's college
2: uh, softball
4: can see a big circle drawn around the pitcher's mound, right? There's this big, limed-out circle around the pitcher's mound. <laughs> I can see you've never watched it. Huh? I, 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 don't, I don't really I, – I really don't pay much attention to it. But, um, <laughs> you know, Alabama's been in it occasionally, but not yeah. not as much as obviously the balls have. But what's the rule? The rule is they're supposed to stay inside it's that circle.
2: Just, it's just like baseball. It's just like baseball. They have to start on the mound. They have to start touching the rubber. And uh, now in baseball, you push off. You know, you make that push, and you come overhand. And as you let go of the ball, your foot, of course, drags off the rubber and, and stuff like that. In softball, there is a technique called a hop release, where as you know, when you push, that you literally hop off of the rubber before you let go of the ball. Right. Uh, certain in in rec leagues and in, in, in you know recreational leagues instead of college, there's there's cert- there's one league that allows it. And the other league doesn't. Okay. And so there's the the controversy. NCAA. Uh, but I'll be honest you, with
4: you. But when you do, it's not about the hop. It's about where, where you, you where your feet end up.
2: Right. You got to land
4: inside the circle. And so the video That's that Greg right. showed me before we started the show today of the Oklahoma pitcher, she is obviously her front foot is landing outside towards okay. the catcher outside.
2: As the line, the
4: line circle around the pitcher's. It's man.
2: long as long as they. Uh, it's kind of like the batter's box with the batter. As long as you got one cleat hanging on that white, okay. you're considered in the box. Now, so what you're telling me, and, and what batters tend to do, if you watch them, especially you know, if on dirt, if they're on dirt, is the first thing of the first batter does come kicks that front line out because <laughs> it's harder. Makes it a judgment call on the umpire. Um,
4: well, that's you know what, yeah. and that, that's something for our listeners to watch tonight. I've got yeah. I've, I've got a bonafide UT uh, mm-hmm. fan here in the studio that is saying that this needs to be called, this needs to be addressed, and you know you guys can watch Me it too. for yourself and see see if if, if either side, uh, either Florida State or Oklahoma, is doing this. Of course, this was their. Ace pitcher last night, right? Is that mm-hmm. was that the video yeah. you showed me last night? Yeah. yeah, and she's already pitched, and they won. Five, and
0: Oklahoma won well, five. Well, softball doesn't have five quite the same
2: the, the same limitations that baseball does. You can pitch a lot of pitches. Yeah, she can guys. pitch again tonight. She, she can pitch again tonight and, and okay, be strong. And I've seen great yeah, if, pitchers
0: pitch. Yeah. Columbia State had one, yeah. and she pitched oh, every, every <laughs> almost every yeah. game had like four hundred, uh, well three hundred something strikeouts. Yeah, in her two career could, two uh, get two you, years. You, the, the, okay,
2: the Torque on the arm is not nearly as bad with that underhand release. I got you on softball as it is on overhand with baseball. So they can well game two a lot more.
4: Game two is tonight of that uh, women's college world series final between Oklahoma and Florida State Seminoles, and that will start, I guess, at about six thirty tonight on uh, ESPN. I guess would we'll be ch- might, might be ESPN two carrying that. So we'll see what happens and. Uh, like we said, we've got the super regionals for this weekend, uh, and we'll see see where we see where we stand on the balls going down to Southern Miss. Like Greg said, it's going to be one hundred ten degrees, wow. <laughs> one hundred twenty <laughs> degrees, and that and, and that's a little bit of an issue. But could they have played it in in t- in Knoxville? Could they have played that in? Yeah,
0: yeah if they chose them. Whatever the committee I mean, says. So how do they and determine see, how do they well,
4: determine where they play that? Is it the, the higher seed, the higher seed?
0: Not, no, not necessarily. Here, here's the problem. Well, got. then why is Alabama got to go to go to Wake Forest then? And I've heard talk all over, talk radio, sports radio, all over out of Knoxville, everywhere else. Here's the problem they've got. You had all the top seeds hosting the regional. Okay, and they were ranked. One through whatever it was, eight, six, 16, 16, one through 16,
4: 16.
0: One through 16. Okay. Those top 16 had a number by their name. Everybody else that was going did only not. had a seed in that particular region. Tennessee was number two. Okay. And then there was a third one and a fourth one. But it didn't account nationally; it just yeah, accounted for the region that, within okay. that region. Yeah. Here's what they need to do, which they've not never done, so they can do Tennessee or anyone else how they want to, after they win a region about hosting or not hosting the Super Region. They need to name who's the number one, number two, who's the number one, number three. So they so they will get they will get that region where well, they can get yeah they they'll can get, get their super name region. with a number by it okay. And if they win and they're the best number two team out there and sure. they haven't done anything like that, so then there's a guy that's on the committee from It's
2: it's all a committee Southern Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Well that's it's, I mean that's it's a that's committee what, decision as to where the super regionals are gonna be. Okay, playing, that that's uh, why I didn't
4: understand because I figured, well, Alabama's sixteen seed is going to the number one seed Demon Deacons, and the reason they're going to Wake Forest is because Wake Forest is the number one seed. And normally the higher seed you would yeah. You would Normally, think common yeah. sense. Or you would think the higher seed yeah. will host a super region, right? I mean, yeah. you would think.
2: They have, they do decide in, which region. I think they, I think, I could be wrong, okay? I could right. be wrong, but I think they have decided which regions are going to face, which region is going to face each other in the super regional. What they haven't well, decided is where it's going to be held. Depending I, got on which team, I got you. I got Which teams come out of there. Well,
4: and the problem with the Tennessee Southern Miss deal is, like you said, Greg, they're not assigned. They aren't seeded, really. I mean, just mm-hmm. the, the the host team is the seed, is and one. the other teams that play in that host in that host region don't have a number next to them. So there's real no pecking order right. on who, because however who, who,
0: they want to do then, then becomes, because
2: because the top seed, commitment. especially when the top seed loses, right? See, that, that's where the whole. Thing gets all convoluted is when your top seeds get eliminated, and now all of a sudden you have all these unseeded teams are popping up. As they're they're the ones coming out of the region.
4: Of course, TBS way might. I, I don't see how that Southern Miss has a better baseball facility than the Vols do, or, that, or or seat more people or sell more tickets. I mean, hell, to be honest with you, they love Tennessee baseball up there in Knoxville. That play that place yeah. would be a sellout. Oh, yeah. no no problem.
0: Well, the ra- the ratings they had in that in that Clemson game is the best ESPN's ever had. Oh, I think you said
4: over, over 800,000 viewers, 800, viewers for, that, for that single
0: baseball game. But the thing about it is, let me point this out as well, Tennessee was number one all last year, number one. They had a little attitude problem on the field. Wake Forest has been number one all year. They're hosting number 16 Alabama. Last year, Tennessee hosted the Super Regional. They hosted Notre Dame, who was like fifth in the nation. Yeah. So they got screwed on that. Huh.
2: They should have well, never that, had that team in again, there. That doesn't seem
0: quite right no, either. No, I
2: think – it, it wasn't. Again, I think the regions, which region is going to face which region – Are set, set in set, stone. Is set, but they don't know where it's going to be played until okay. after the teams come out of the regions, and then it becomes a committee decision, okay? I got you. So, okay.
4: Uh, we are right up against our first break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm in the studio with Coach Mike on the board and our good friend Greg helping us out today. We appreciate you all listening. If you'll give us about three or four minutes, we'll be right back with believe it or not some soccer news some PGA Live news and talk about that a little bit some NFL news and the Titans are getting a very good NFL player that's coming to visit Nashville in the next couple of days. So Hang tight. We'll talk about that. Be right back.
3: Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with zero percent for 84 month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to
5: learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
10: Bank with First Farmers and you can bank with confidence with personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit myfirstfarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC.
1: (laughs) This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
11: Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents JD Darling. Now I'm punch, drunk,
9: love struck, shook
11: up baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of JD's new album, Looking Forward Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. I Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. JD Darling live at The Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixon Land Management Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia.
4: Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Greg and... Coach Mike on the board. It is Thursday afternoon. We're getting ready for a big weekend of sports, including the Belmont Stakes, the men's college super regionals that involve uh, a lot of SEC teams, including the Tennessee Vols that are headed to Hattiesburg to play the Golden Eagles of Southern Miss. They are the Golden Eagles of Southern Mississippi in a best two out of three uh, set that begins on Saturday, 2 o'clock, Greg. Is that right? 2 o'clock? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Some Titans news. Uh, Many camps are cranking up. They're getting uh, their rookies all signed up to contracts and everybody ready to go. And there's a free agent out there, and his name is DeAndre Hopkins. And he is uh, a very special type of receivers, and the Arizona Cardinals released him, and now he's kind of on a tour visiting some teams that are in desperate need of wide receivers. And I can't
2: think—I e the
4: Titans—I can't think of one <laughs> that needs a great wide receiver more really? than the Titans. And you know, and, and and let me put it this way, and I'm going to steal a little bit of of information and, and an idea from the Tennessean, um, Mr. Estes just that wrote an article on this. If you're the Titans and you're in the situation the Titans are in right now, this is a no brainer. You can't afford you can't afford to drop the ball. Well uh you can't afford now I know he's gonna demand some cash. I was
2: gonna say there, I know there's there's the hiccup look, right there. I know
4: he's gonna demand some cash. But He's been released. You know, he's not going to demand trade cash like AJ Brown. He's, yeah. you know, he's not going to he's not going to demand that type right off the bat. Um, you know, you might be able to, you might be able to step up, maybe get him under a three year contract and kind of gradually move him up in the second and third year of his contract. But I'm thinking right off the bat, you might be able to get DeAndre Hawkins, I'm thinking. I'm guessing between 10 and $14 million, you know? Yeah. I mean,
2: they're, and they're, for a talent
4: like DeAndre Hopkins, if he, if the, if the guy sets his mind to it, and I've I've watched him for years, I've had him on my fantasy league team before, the guy is pretty much amazing and a superstar at that position in the NFL. And Ryan Tannehill needs somebody – that he can throw the ball to that's going to catch it and somebody that can separate from the defensive backs and get open
2: so that he can catch the ball. They do have one, but when he's the only one, then he can't pull it off. You know, with Traylon Burks, he he can – if he's got a partner, which Hopkins would be a fantastic partner. You know, don't get me wrong on that. I think it would be a great get if they could get him. The problem they're running into is the cash on hand with the – with the salary cap situation, uh, in order they're bidding against other teams that have a lot more freedom to get in it. their salary cap. I get so it. in order to compete on the salary scale, they're either gonna have to restructure somebody or, you know, do some things well, that, that they're not <clears throat> really sure yet what they you know, I mean, that's Carthon's job now is to play with the numbers and and get a, a viable offer out there. Uh, yeah, Hopkins, I think would be a great, great addition because then you could put him on one side, you put Burks on the other, and now you've got two viable. And then in between those two, you've got Henry in the backfield. Trump. Now, who do you stop? I don't you know. know. You yeah, and, and, <laughs> you the, better and, figure it out pretty and, quick. And, and there's the and there's the there's the thing. If we if we can get him, wow, there's some things that well, could really set up and, really really and well.
4: My point is, and my train of thought is figure it out get it damn figured out you know what I mean I don't I don't know you know you you, you, you can I, I promise you if the Titans in that front office want DeAndre Hopkins bad enough they will figure out a way to get it done don't you Craig don't you think so I mean come on
0: you know they've not been able to get things done over all the years they've been in Nashville, now, they th- need to get something.
4: Done. Well, maybe and maybe maybe, maybe the A.J. Brown thing, they just – May have opened they,
2: their eyes a little bit. May
4: okay. have opened their eyes. And maybe they just weren't that excited about getting the A.J. They weren't that driven to get the A.J. Brown thing.
2: As, as an organization, we have never been, uh, since we've come to Nashville, I'll put it that way, uh, they have never really been overly concerned about getting the huge wide receiver, the big sure. the, the, you know, they got Julio Jones and everybody thought, oh, that's gonna be great. Then well, he gets hurt. And he gets hurt. You know, and, and the problem
4: is when when you start taking and and this is kind of the deal in the NFL. You know, there's a reason why teams
2: let people go.
4: Release people. Don't. (laughs) So so don't. So don't think. Do your research
2: on DeAndre too. You know, and and
4: do your research over the past years about players that have been released from teams, and then players, teams that go in and swoop those players up, i.e., Julio Jones. You know, Julio played in. Maybe half yeah. the games he was here, same, and he played about half the games in Atlanta. If that much the year before he came here, yeah,
2: his his release so, in Atlanta wasn't a salary cap issue,
4: absolutely not.
2: Right, and so there's there's where you got to be careful about what you pull into your team. You know, where AJ Brown was a, was a salary cap issue. There wasn't anything about, wrong with his performance. wasn't anything wrong about us wanting to keep him, other than we didn't have the money in the salary cap. And so he ends up going off to Philadelphia. And, okay, got, paid, so, and
4: got paid. And got paid so, and had a
2: terrific year. Right. Oh, yeah. And all power to Much. him. I'm glad he, I'm glad he was successful. I wish, sure. we'd, wish he'd have been successful. We. I wish we'd have been able to keep him and let him have that success with us. I think we'd have gone a lot more. We'd have been a lot more successful. There you go. Uh, Hopkins has that, abil- has that ability to do that. Uh, now, why, why he and the – Cardinals couldn't come to term. Well, maybe with,
4: because they're paying and may be salary maybe salary because they're maybe. paying Kyler Murray fifty six yeah. million yeah. dollars a year.
2: They may be in their own. Little I mean, salary you know what I'm issue. saying. They're, they're, they may be in their own little salary cap issue, and he ended up being the victim, just like Brown I mean, was for us. I mean, and uh, so, and, hopefully, we'll get him.
4: And Greg, our our in house volunteer guru fan, uh, <laughs> Jalen Hyatt went to the Giants, right? He's at yeah. he? He's at the Giants with Daniel Jones. And I think he has a chance to become the man.
0: He does, and I think in, in, in New York in he, for the Giants, I'm telling you, he might not I mean, start game one, but I guarantee. Oh, I think he's going to be sharp I think you he's going to so? starting.
4: Oh yeah, I think I think he's going to be starting without a doubt. I think I think Daniel Jones. They they need somebody. They haven't. They've had Shepherd up there. They've had you know I can. It's even hard to come up with a New York Giant wide receiver because they've been Beckham? so inept. So inept. Odell Beckham. <laughs> well, yeah, of course he's yeah. gone. Yeah, he's but, gone but, now. But, you but you know, know, I'm just they, saying, they've
2: had him, and that that was
4: that was five or six years ago that that Beckham was in New York or longer. So, you know, the the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones. I'm telling you, folks, folks aren't really. Daniel Jones had a pretty uneventful rookie season. And then last year he got a little bit better. He's the type of quarterback that's gonna get better and better each year. He's and smarter and smarter. He he's can a run a solid
2: player and win a lot of games. He's not the flashy player that's gonna just wow everybody. But all of a sudden and you, you, know, start, you start seeing him all of a sudden. He he's the, he's he's got that that unfortunate term a game manager. Right. But the, a lot of times with the pros, that's what you need. There you go. And, and you know
4: you know who he played for in college, don't you, Greg? Who? Daniel Jones, who he played for <laughs> in college.
2: Remember who's asking you.
4: <laughs> he played for Cut Cutcliffe at Duke. Okay. He he was quarterback at Duke. Yeah, Daniel Jones came out of Duke.
2: I thought he, I thought he was
4: out of Alabama. No, 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 okay. no, not Mac Jones. Sorry about that. Mac
2: Mac Jones. I sit corrected. I am Mack sorry Jones about that. for the Patriots. Okay. I knew I, I Daniel knew was Jones, Jones for the Giants. I knew there was a Jones in there. There you okay. go. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there
0: you go. So. Cutcliffe was a heck of a coach, oh, man. No, he man, what are you talking Tennessee about? had some of the best years ever with him. And let him. me
4: tell you what he did. Now he went. He Cutcliffe took some like a zero and eleven or one and ten Duke team, and then and went, went got the got the head coaching job at Duke and went in there and turned their their program completely around. Made mm-hmm. them
2: competitors. And, and,
4: and, Dan, and Daniel Jones ended up right before. I think once Jones got. Jones last year, I think, it was Cutcliffe's last year, as head coach up there. His age just got to him. I think mm-hmm. he was done. But he did some incredible things. Cutcliffe did at at Duke, and uh, should be should be commended for it. And I always thought he should have gotten the head coaching job at Tennessee, but that never. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I think you and me both.
4: Yeah, that never came to uh, to fruition. So we're up against our second break, folks. We appreciate you all listening. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake with our buddy Greg and Coach Mike on the board. Give us two, three, four minutes. We'll be right back. What's up, Dale?
11: Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents JD Darling. Now I'm punch, drunk,
9: love struck, sugar, baby.
11: Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of JD's new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. I would have back, yeah. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. JD Darling live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixie Land Management.
3: Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84 month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more.
5: Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. (laughs)
6: Hey. <laughs>
10: Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit myfirstfarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC.
1: (laughs) This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
3: I got
16: a feeling
3: that tonight's going to be a good night. That tonight's going to be a
4: good Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and it is Thursday, June 8th. And we're getting ready for, like I said before, a big weekend of college baseball online, the Belmont Stakes, the NBA Finals are going. And right now Denver righted the ship um, last night with a 109-94 win at Miami as Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray – combined for 66 points, 31 rebounds, and 20 assists. And I believe, Coach, they both had triple
2: doubles. I can say I I remember hearing uh, this morning as I was driving in somewhere that uh, I couldn't catch the names because I just had the radio down way low and then was turning it up, got it up too late. But uh, the first time in the history of the NBA that two players from the same team had triple doubles – in the same game.
4: In the same, not even a playoff game, not, any not game.
2: E- any game. Season game, playoff game, whatever, especially, you know, let alone the finals. Well, last and, night and and so they and they <coughs> were able to pull that off.
4: Well, last so. night, Jamal Murray, who is a shooting guard basically for the Denver Nuggets, and uh, Nikola Jokic, which is the big center for Denver, uh, put on quite a show. They were responsible for eighty-four of the hundred and nine points that were scored oh, against Miami, so you know you're only talking about what twenty-five points, points
2: from everybody else.
4: From everybody else, everything else is was okay. either assist or a point, uh, a point scored or whatever the deal between Jamal Murray and Jokic. And um, where's the defense? I don't know. It's I mean, the you know. NBA man but I mean but I mean really to hold Denver to 109 is is probably a pretty good deal because yeah. I think they average in the 120s over the, over the course of the year they they were talking to Denver's coach about those two and he said you know they they these two players just kind of feed off each other. Um, he said it's really uh, something to watch And believe it or not Murray sat the bench for two years. And the coach kind of laughed, but he said, "Yeah, believe it or not, he was on the bench. This guy Murray's that just scored the triple double. He's been sitting on the bench for two years, you know. So, and I'm sure he's kind of scratching his head like the coaching job I'm doing. Or I, I should have had him in there. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, game three, like I said, um, went to Denver last night uh, as they visited Miami, um, and uh, Denver pulled out a 15 point." Win and they go up two to one. You
2: know, Miami, it's kind of like they went into that fight and Miami just slapped them and made them mad by beating them in that (laughs) second game. Now you just wait, you know, you just, you know, be like somebody going and slapping Mike Tyson and and then he just, okay, now you want to play that way? Okay, we'll play that way.
4: Uh Uh, Okay, soccer news. You know, I I watch, I don't know, there's only a few channels I watch on TV, but I watch two and a half men. My wife and I have been watching two and a half men with uh Charlie Sheen and and, and Dryer what you know and it's just it's, it. it's just kind of a funny show we just i mean you know cage will turn it on and so they had this one little snippet of when they promote the show when they promote the show they had this one little snippet of of the half the the son um Jake sitting on the couch with Charlie Sheen they're trying they're trying to watch something on to <laughs> figure out what they're going to watch on TV right and so And so they go, well, you know what you know, what about, and so Jake says, this Charlie Sheen, and Charlie Sheen's got the remote controlling. He says, what about soccer? You know, he goes, that's a, <laughs> it's a, and, and, I can imagine
2: and, and Sheen says, Charlie Sheen's I can trying to
4: find a ball. I'm trying to have a football game that he's bet on, you know, and Charlie Sheen turns to Jake and he's sitting, he kind of looks down a little crazy. And Jake says, well, it's the most popular foot, a uh, popular sport in the world. And it, and Charlie Sheen's <laughs> answer is, well, then they don't need us to watch it. Then, yeah. do they? You know what I mean? And <laughs> it changes the channel. And, but uh, we do, have, and, and that leads us straight into some soccer news. Lionel Messi, the, arguably the greatest soccer player on the planet, has decided pretty much that he's going to enter Miami a Soccer Club, which is going to boost the they, <laughs> Major are, League Soccer by a thousand percent as far as its credibility in the soccer world.
2: It's going to be interesting to see uh, what they because they are the last place team. In the MLS now, 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 we'll, now see, we'll see what what effect he has on them. Uh, Messi said, "I'm sure you'll sure have an effect." Messi said,
4: "It's not about the money now; it's about my family." Yep. Messi in the offseason, even though he plays for a team out of Paris, Paris Saint Germain. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he said, "Now that that contract is over, he also is looking at four hundred million dollars." A year to play in the Saudi League that was, he that he turned down. I was
2: going to say he turned that down. He
4: turned that down to go with Inter Miami, and there there might be some. There's still negotiations going on, but I'm thinking probably the whole MLS soccer league is going to kick some money into Miami.
2: Well, to make Mr. Messi and happy, some other people. Uh, from what I understand, it also involves uh, ownership. Or partial right? I mean, you Apple, know, yeah. of Apple well, Corporation. The, <laughs> well, there you have it, and some so other Lionel, big Lionel Messi. Stuff. So, it's there's some uh, anything that they sell. I think I've, I've heard the, the term was anything that they sell in conjunction with what he does. There you go, they, he gets a piece of it. Also, you, know,
0: you, you were talking about the Saudis with well, the lib tournament, yeah, and they've, the PGA. Merged, they've merged with the
4: PGA now.
0: Years ago, when that lib or bar- I guess a year ago when the Liv started, they tried to get Tiger Woods offered him eight hundred million he turned it down. Oh, there you go. Well now, now Liv and the PGA has has merged
4: and all I can say is be careful what you wish for and be careful so careful. If you if you sleep with dogs, you normally gonna get fleas. And I just I'm disappointed in the PGA and disappointed with them getting aligned with the Saudi Arabians.
2: Yeah, it was survival. That's and
4: in the words of <clears throat> Phil Mickelson, their scary mother you know what's to get involved with. This has been the Frontport Sports Radio Hour for Greg, Coach Mike. I'm Drake. We're out four o'clock tomorrow.